This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to part two of Underrated or Overrated. We are now down to the top players in terms of minutes played. Before we go on, a big shout out to NordVPN as this show's sponsors. If you are looking for a way to protect your privacy online and also give yourself access to watch sporting events, TV shows, films, which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that you can access that event from, then NordVPN offers you the fastest VPN in the world with no buffering, lagging while streaming. And also, there's many advantages from a VPN NordVPN is a price of a cup of coffee a month, and you can use it on six devices as well, so you can spread it around uh, your family and friends. Personally, I use it on my home computer, my laptop, and also my mobile. You can grab the exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash moms to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan, plus uh, a bonus gift of a free month. And it's completely risk-free because Nord has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Thank you very much. Right, an intriguing one next. 2,423 minutes, 27 starts, 11 substitute appearances, where he was pretty much uh, a mainstay sub under Gerrard. Scored five goals, two assists, Emi Buendia. Ooh, he, kind of a tough he, one because one, uh, probably of all the players, I think we're going to get into now a realm of players that have done well because uh, you're getting into the uh, top seven in terms of minutes. But uh, Buendia is kind of walks the grey area. He does, and also walks almost like almost like limbo in terms of is he Villa's future? He's only you know he's 26, but is he Villa's future or is he just not good enough? To bit to be part of a team that obviously has aspirations to get in the Champions League. Yeah, I, I really like him, but again, you, you're sort of you're looking for maybe a little bit more. You're looking for some consistency. Um, but there's there's all the bits and pieces of a cracking player, isn't there? It's all there. It's just a case of if he can put it together regularly. 
Because at the start, we would mitigate when, you know, the, that final ball wasn't getting to his teammate by saying, you know, what, you know, once he, because he wasn't getting regular games, so he didn't really have that momentum no. of knowing his teammates and being on each other's wavelengths. So that was a mitigation. Once he gets a run, then it should hopefully all knit together. And we started to see that with Moreno and also uh, Ramsey to a certain extent in terms of Buendia getting involved on the left-hand side. Then he had a patch, and this is under Emery, uh, two-thirds of the way in since Emery took over, where he was cutting a frustrated figure at times. His, his final ball wasn't there. He was getting into little uh, hisses with Watkins at times. Yeah, And, you know, part of it is his personality on the pitch. He's, he's highly strung and fired up, and it, and it works well because he's quite tenacious off the ball as well really uh, that about with the opposition. Yeah. And and it does give you that extra midfielder, even though you think, well, he's only flyweight, small chap. He actually is very good in terms of uh, adding to the tenacity uh, of Villa's midfield yeah. off the ball. Yeah. Because as as we said before, he's the player that's committed the most fouls in the league without getting a booking. Yeah, because if you, if you dial it back to Carlos Hill... He didn't have that off the ball. I mean, on the ball, he you know he had technical ability and he was capable of uh, some decent stuff. But he he didn't have the presence that Buendia did. It didn't feel like off the ball you were playing with ten men. With Buendia, he's uh, as useful as anybody, really. Yeah, and I think that's maybe why he's sort of between positions. He's not your, even though that's where people think of playing him. He's not your classic ten. He's not your your Maradona. He's not your sort of like Zico. He's not what people think of a number ten being just sitting there and passing the ball through he also likes to get stuck in and sometimes that means that maybe he's not in the right position to pass the ball or the other players in the team aren't in the same wavelength as him yeah but i I don't know i think how do you improve him in terms of on the ball i think it probably just comes from an overall thing it's a collective not necessarily him individually he's clearly got the skill set hasn't he's technically brilliant does he have another level though? Because if he does, and Emery can tap into it, then he I saves us a, a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, I think there's another saves us a lot of money. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for now. I think there is another, not a massive step up, because I don't think he's world class, but I do think there's another level, and the, the other level really is just consistency. But we're not we're not sitting here waiting for him. Hmm. We we've got Conference League, Europa Conference League to win. We've got Champions League top four to get into. We 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 can't be fannying around. He'll, is he, he'll be part of. Does the, he have that other level? Yeah, I think he does. Because he will need it, won't he? he? Will, think, to keep his place I, in the team. Yes, he will need to keep his place in the team. I think he's he's a player depending on what formation you're playing or what this circumstance allows. I, I don't know. I wonder with um, Telemans coming in, if you're looking to go a bit stronger, will will Telemans come in for Buendia in these games? Mm. And it would allow McGinn to get for, further forward. I'm going. I'm, I'm adding him to the uh, the overrated aggregate at the moment. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but only just. So it's going to be under, but right at the bottom of underrated. Hmm. But when I'm saying overrated, I'm overrated what he should be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I, 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 I like moment. him, but we, we definitely like Cash and a couple of others. We need more now. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm 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 looking at him to get close to ten goals a season because this is one of the things. It's, we need it. We need to spread those goals around, but we also need a secondary major contributor to behind what? I think Europe might suit him, you know. I think European games will be right up his street. Right, next man, 2,647 minutes. It became a mainstay, 31 starts. And that is considerable uh, for substitute appearances. Only missed three games in total. Mr. Jacob Ramsey, who, when, when you have one of your own who comes through the ranks... Does save you a shitload of money. <laughs> You're not wrong, especially when they're good. 
No, he's not. You know, he's the fact six when you've goals, self-made, not six goals, partner. seven assists. Second only to Ollie Watkins in terms of goal contributions yeah. overall. And he's got a, a, a similar to about he, he pops up in the big games with the goal. And he was getting better yep, as the season definitely. was going yeah, on at the end. Did. I mean, he was probably the man on fire yeah. for the last few he games. Had a little got dip. us over the line. He had a little dip at one point, but then when he when he got his form back, he he's really finished the season strongly. And in those big games in the running, he you know, you think of the the you know the Brighton game, obviously two assists, nearly got you know, should have had a goal really as well. I don't know how he missed that one. I think we're getting to the stage where the opposition manager goes, keep an eye out yeah. on Ramsey, because he was ghosting in a lot because I don't think at this point you're thinking as an opposition manager you're thinking he's the young kid he's the one who you know trying to trying to impress but he's not a main threat but now you look at him and you're thinking actually you'd be talking about him now yeah you would in the opposition he's uh, our ball carrier isn't he as well he gets us up the field I think he's he's great at playing in tight areas I think he's brilliant at just running at the opposition he's deceivingly quick deceivingly strong I think if he can get his keep his sort of you know, that calmness in front of goal, which sometimes yep. goes amiss, I think if he gets that to his game next year, which I think will come, we wouldn't be able to go out and buy a player at that level. And he's he's in a position where it would be fans, you know, the the football manager fans who just want big money signings or whatever. He's the first guy they would earmark to replace, just because he doesn't have that pound value on his head. So he's under pressure all the time, but I think this the end of the, this season he really staked a claim to be a main man, and Emery can't ignore no. him. No, like Not I said, the only the only faults in his games are a bit of rashness, a bit of rashness, and sort of defence, and a bit of bad positioning, and then a bit of rashness when it gets a rush of blood to the head in front of the goal. But all that will come. Mm-hmm. Like against that miss against Brighton, the, even though he scored a brilliant goal against Newcastle, the miss against Newcastle as well, he managed to hit the bar. A couple of those. That yeah. just if he cuts those out, yeah. But you saw, you know, the finish, the way he arrived deep in the Man United game, passed it in the top corner, fabulous goal. Yeah, totally underrated. Totally underrated. Yeah. yeah, especially by other teams. Right, two thousand six hundred and ninety-eight actually started less games than Ramsey. John McGinn, probably the Taylor two sits at two halves, isn't it? Yeah, two halves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this was, uh, I was looking at it before this. This is John McGinn's least productive season as far as goals. He only got, scored one goal this season. He scored three, goal it was, three assists as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you look around, like you, you're obviously looking now at the, the players that played the most minutes and, you know, Douglas Louise almost pretty much took over in terms of goals, assists that really McGinn you'd expect because he was, you know, before, let's say, uh, Emery's time, you you would say that McGinn's the midfielder that plays uh, further forward and should be contributing more. But he's nowhere near Ramsey and Louise in terms of uh, goal contributions. I mean, four in total, and uh, Ramsey and Louise are both in double figures. So it is is interesting, isn't it? But that last 10 games or so, probably some of the best. He was leading. He was actually playing the captain role, which we thought, he he wasn't it wasn't for him yeah. uh, at the start of the, the first half of the we season. We finally got the form that he's generally in the last few years been saving for Scotland. Um, yeah, I think a lot of the stuff he's done has been the intangible stuff that you need. You know, it's the it's the nastiness, it's the energy, it's the. I think he's actually become a lot better on the ball. I think we we said in a previous pod when he'd been interviewed, Emery said, "Take the extra touch, just slow your game down, don't rush." You know, some of the times when you've seen him drive at the opposition's been good. I think if you could add, you know, some of the goals he gets for Scotland and um, you know, a little bit more end product, like the Chelsea goal was brilliant. Um, 
he could go up, finally go up that other level, which we always thought he could. And it was we were sort of waiting for probably three or four seasons, thinking he could move up, he could move up, and he never did. And you thought, oh, is his is his place going to be under threat? And really, as soon as we started saying that, he just got it together, and Emery really knocked him into shape. And I think having a having a defined role now, more so than probably ever in his time at Villa, has really helped him. He's flourished probably the most under Emery. It'll be really interesting to see where he goes next year. In terms of like looking forward, uh, you know, going back a season and when McGinn wasn't firing on all cylinders, you know, I would always say like looking forward, you know, you got to get a new midfielder in, you, you know, we've got to sort this midfield out. But I would always have McGinn in my match day squad because like the Bailey situation, if he's on the bench, he's actually an option to bring on that may do something yep. or yeah, he yeah. can do something. So there was always something there that you liked about him but you needed if you're going to play in midfield for this team and, and it and it's hopefully going you know where it wants to go you, you need consistency and you need midf- midfielders to really uh, pull it out of the bag I mean I'll, I'll ask you a, a, a big overall question in a minute because we're going to move on to the next midfielder but uh, I would say underrated now because yeah. there's uh, another step where he will be rated vocally by everybody if he can just take that one more level but one man who has stepped up at a level when you thought he was going out the club but he seemed that he wanted it he hit that kind of malaise almost where he was probably thinking well is this club actually going anywhere they keep talking about they're going places but is it really coming to the end of his contract it was almost winding down Arsenal were interested I was quite surprised and the bidding started and I think 25 might have snatched it Villa wanted more because there was still a uh, I think a sell-on clause with Manchester City that they were looking to cover of uh, I can't remember off the top of my head uh, but it was at least a couple of million but in the end uh, he stayed I mean, I would have taken twenty-five million and uh, not looked back. Yeah, I think ninety percent of the fan base would have as well. Yeah, you haven't you haven't, you haven't named him, have you? Well, guess. <laughs> <laughs> Look through the keyhole, you'll find uh, Douglas Louise, who I think Emery's what a transformation as well. Biggest transformation, I would say, because even though McGinn's in that team, Kamara's in that team, you were thinking Louise was doing the sitting work, but he was getting. A lot more involved. I mean, of course, you know, he was getting uh, scoring from corners and all kinds of crazy shit. But uh, six goals, six assists, that's that's more like it. That's kind of a baseline that you want from your midfielders. Well, he was getting uh, involved, he was, he was getting in the box. Yeah. Especially when they're born in Brazil. Yeah, and then you look to Emery's second game, the away game at Brighton just before the World Cup. First 30 seconds, Louise gives the ball away, um, gives a goal away. Then for the the winning goal, Louise makes the tackle and wins the ball back, and that was that yeah. was the difference. I mean, you didn't really see that from Louise, like going and celebrating in McAllister's face and everything else. He he sort of like had that hunger in him that he hadn't had since the the lockdown period, the last six games. Yeah, I think being settled was probably big for him, knowing he had a new contract. Probably a manager who really liked him, a very defined role, and a partner who would you know have, you know having Kamara next to him, McGinn helping him out. He he knew what he was doing, and I think he. Emery, unlike other managers, two Brazilians as well. Yeah, and I, th- I think they they, well. they 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 played to his strengths. You know, he's a very good ball playing midfielder, and we saw that. I think yeah, he added um, he added the knack of scoring big goals. You know, obviously the free kick against Tottenham turned out to be the winner. Big goal. He had big moments in the season. Uh, I don't know he? if I mentioned his minutes: two thousand nine hundred and thirty-three, thirty-three starts. Yeah. 
tips for substitute appearances. So pretty much every game by one. You yep. just look at the, the Brentford goal. I mean, you take that Brentford goal away and Villa finish, what, eighth? Because Brentford would have yeah. another two points and Villa would have two, yeah. uh, one less. It was you know, his, his ability to pop up in the box was massive. Underrated after being massively overrated. <laughs> yeah, agreed. With the Manchester City hype. But I mean, I can understand him thinking that is a club that is this club just treading water but to actually i think he's somebody it needed triggered into life and that it helps if there's a club that's actually moving in the right direction because you want to move with it and that spurs you on and i think louise now sees there's a path to uh, actually achieve things on the football front and you know next season will be huge in that respect for him and also martinez mm-hmm to uh to know that yeah we're on the right horse you know in in the race uh in english football but yeah underrated for me agreed. at the moment agreed yep right mr watkins another man of two halves villa essentially bought him because he never got injured and uh, here we are 36 starts one substitute appearance 3136 minutes ironically I was even thinking about this, where you think, well, if Villa is serious about Europe, you might want to keep Danny Ings. And when they offloaded it, it was like, well, we're one injury away from being fucked here. But it seemed to galvanise Watkins. When he was the only man in town, <laughs> the only striker in, uh, in Aston, he suddenly... Yeah. He took the mantle and ran with it. He, he went on a crazy consecutive run, consecutive away games he scored in. I mean, he tallies, he tally quickly rose. I mean, he ended up with 15 goals for the season in the league. You knew in uh, that season, not the last one, the one before that, his first at Villa, that there was a 20-goal striker in it because, you know, he was in the mid, was it 14? Yeah, and he was so unlucky, really. And the amount of times he hit the woodwork and had very, very close VAR decisions, mm-hmm. you knew that if the wind's in the right direction, Villa improve also. There's a 20-goal striker here. Now, Emery made adjustments, didn't he? He basically said, don't aimlessly run the channels. Your yeah, your work ethic is very admirable, but I need you to score goals. Stay in the box. Yeah, basically. You know, minimalise what you're, what you're doing across, uh, let's say, the, the front third of the pitch yeah. and focus more centrally. And, you know, he's also, uh, after Ramsey's, a joint with Louise in terms of assists as well. And that's where you want him. You don't want him out wide on the on the left flank, where he was prone to uh, be under Smith and Gerrard. It's all right being the lone striker, but, you know, when you're running at, running the channels like that, it's kind of a dream for the opposition because you're, you're thinking, just let him run out wide. You're all right, I think, away from home. You can do that away from home when you're yeah. down on the break, but at home you need him in the middle where you, you can allow your runners to, you know, getting in and around him because he's somebody who can quite easily take on two defenders it's no no problem he has uh, he's got that knack of of getting that ex- making that extra inch out of nowhere as well which sometimes gets his shot away yeah. i mean still there's an argument about him being a natural finisher but you know he's not that far away from 20 no and you know, he scored 15 goals this season and when he didn't even turn up for the first half of the season yeah, yeah. I, I really like him yeah, I don't think anybody complains about Watkins. The one thing, like you said about the natural finisher, is you just don't a hundred percent back him. It's like a surprise whenever he finishes one brilliantly. Sometimes, I mean, the the penalty against Liverpool sort of sticks in my mind. Is that that was a, it was predictable? It was. Wasn't you just it? knew, was you just knew he was going to miss. 
Yeah, and that is a problem. By the way, we do need to sort out a penalty taker for next season. Who is the main penalty taker? Yeah. Right, I, I would say underrated because you're always looking for an excuse. Well, some fans are always looking for an excuse to ditch Watkins, but you've got to stick with him because there's a really good player there who is kind of unique to uh, what the rest of the league has. And you get the feeling all the rest of the players really like him. The fact that he works hard, he's a good team player. Yeah. You need that. Well, I don't know if Wendy likes him because the two of them keep colliding with over headers. <laughs> but. Yeah. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right then, third most minutes in the bank 3141 emmy martinez 36 appearances we do let him go off on his own sometimes yeah. if he needs to go away don't don't we yeah. he's, he has that clout i don't know how, how i feel about that but when you when you win the world cup there's not much you can say against oh, no, him. When you're the best goalie in the world yeah but there's, there's uh still people that would get rid of him i don't know understand that there's, there's no argue i would not have any other goalkeeper full stop I, I don't no, think not, in the, not, not in the league not in the world no, I don't think as a total package there is a better goalkeeper in the world as far as mentality, no. control. I mean, he he's what you said. He gets you points. Yeah. And what, he's a character. What, what he gives to your Big dressing character. room is just colossal. But it's confidence. It it gives you belief and confidence. Yeah. And the fan base and that gives is them confidence. The big thing. You know you're always in the game with him on the pitch. I mean, if Manchester United came to us and said, look, we'll give you 30 million plus Squirrel Boy, De Gea, I would say fuck off. Yeah. Fuck, there isn't, there isn't actually, there. <laughs> especially for Man United, there isn't an amount of money I'd sell him to for, to Man U. Yeah, it's not like, oh yeah, we'll be able to rebuild this, the team. There's certain you players you replace. get that you can't replace them. How many fucking decades do you have to wait? You, you, you can't. Uh, so I wouldn't sell him. And the day he leaves, is a, there's not many players in this team where it would have that impact. I mean, we've seen it before. I mean, even like when Young left and you know David Platt left. York and, and people like that. Barry these are the players where it turns your stomach when they leave and Martinez will be one of those players but you've obviously Villa have got to get to where they're going and from all the moves they're making they are trying to get to the next level I mean it's not easy because you find sovereign state teams and all kinds of dark arts in the finance side of things 
but you've got a team with I think they like each other as a unit and they want to see what the next stage of the journey is and hopefully that's enough to keep Martinez here and you know with Martinez in your team you're not going into the conference Europa Conference League to take part you're going in to win it and Villa supporters need to adopt that mindset as well you look at who's in that and Juventus if they get kicked out we're the favourites that's bottom line I know we haven't got the experience and the pedigree in recent years but you're looking at how much money a, a Premier League team puts a squad together with compared to our opponents and uh, it's not even close it's not even close and we have to be the favourites and as favourites you've got to take that pressure on board and deliver yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as what he, if he he wants to go to win the Champions League, well, unless he goes to Man City, I don't see anybody else win the Champions League for the next five years or so. And he's already, he's already won. He's won, he's won the one thing that most people, most football players will never win the World Cup. Yeah. So he's he's achieved it all. So it's all about. And the manner in which he did it. Yeah. He got the golden glove, the most dramatic, one of the most iconic. World Cup saves ever in one of the most incredible finals ever. It's like Roy the Rovers stuff. Yeah, I mean, if he could return the European Cup back to Villa Park, oh, that just would him a be uh, yeah, pretty ridiculous. Thrusting the only thing I'm going to say, kind of going to get not against him, is that I think we saw post World Cup, didn't we? That refs and opposition fans were right on top of him with his sort of um, you know, gamesmanship and time wasting and. I think he's going to have to be careful on that next year. Yeah, but I think that will fade slightly because you're talking about he was witnessed by, I mean, most of the world, world. primetime TV across the world, and, uh, you know, it's fresh in people's minds. So that will fade uh, over time and it won't be as significant because, Phil, I think you did a a piece on that in terms of time. Yeah, statistically time wasted, etc. And he he was nowhere near the the worst defender. He comes with a tag, doesn't he? Somebody else who uh, comes with a tag played nine more minutes than Martinez, Mister Tyrone Mings. Started a less one less game actually. Thirty five starts. Wonder what that one game was. The first first one of the season. Finally scored a yeah yeah. Thanks to uh, Stevie G. Finally scored a goal. Centre-backs, though, I want them contributing five goals a season. Like the old time we won the league, you do need your centre-backs if you're going to pop up like McNaught and Evans used to contribute. South Ekiog McGrath as well. They used to pop up. Larson used to be an absolute demon at set-pieces. But yet again, another man of uh, two halves. I mean, Another uh, amazing redemption story. Kind of started in a worse position, Mings, from uh, Captain... And one of the only real leaders on the pitch, I mean, you only had to cast your mind back to the pandemic when when you were watching without that canned crowd noise and all you could hear was Mings uh, shouting and organising. You couldn't shut him up, could you? <laughs> and now we're in a position where Gerard tried to make uh, some kind of bold statement or stamp on the, on the team, gives McGinn... I mean, in hindsight, not a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a prophet, isn't he? <laughs> He's a prophet. Yeah, he's just ahead of his well, time. Well, Mings is lead, a leader without the armband, isn't he, to be fair? Yeah, but uh, but then to drop Mings and, and almost like go out and buy like £30 million centre-back and go, actually, you're the problem, Mings. We've we've just replaced you. Couldn't have, you know, it's like a one-two punch. Yeah. Isn't it? And uh, Mings is definitely going to do some soul-searching there because it's like there's two choices. that You could take it like, well, fuck you. I'm, I'm, fuck you, I'm out of here. Or you can go, right, I'm going to show you your scouse prick. And he did the latter. <laughs> <laughs> and because he had the fans on his side, because he is a fan favourite, 
Um, well, some he, people he, don't like him because Black Lives Matter. Well, he has an opinion. You know, he's erudite, and he actually has something yeah. to say about the world because he's lived in the real world. And I, I like that about him. You know, he's a good role model for you know kids, etc. And um, I think he's actually he's, he's on, playing. He's playing the, field, he's, playing the best he's playing the best football he's played since he's been at Villa for me because he knows his, again he knows his role. <laughs> but he did that interview, and he was on about uh, yeah. Emery just said concentrate on your role because you know he said and, and not play right back, left wing. But he still forages forward, doesn't he? If he's on a run, it's quite fun to watch when he, he steps in. He will step in and carry on. It's not as if uh, he just stops and plays it off. So I didn't quite get that. I mean, one of the uh, deep lining, you know, normally Kamara will step back in his in his role yep. to cover him. I think he's got he's much better playing out from the back than he was. That's improved yeah. immeasurably. And it needed to be because he was the person that players, when they were struggling for angles and options, they would always offload it to him and then just to smash then, it. you know, smash it or something. And I, and I still love the fact that I don't think it'll ever go out of his game. He had, he, of even in the England squad, I would say he's probably one of the most natural sort of last gasp body on the line, old school defenders. Yeah. I love that about him. If he gets into trouble, he he gets himself out of it. Not in a Nathan no, Baker kind of way. Because he was always diving in to make up for his deficiencies. But Mings also pops up as a saviour as well. Last yeah. minute block, clearance off the line. Yeah, he really really makes the game it. much better, I think, under Emery. Yeah. I, th- I think he'll get better under Emery. I really do. So where's Carlos uh, getting a game? That's mm. going to be interesting. That's the question. Because uh, the most minutes in a Villa shirt, started 37, came on once as sub, so he played in every game. Mr. Ezri Konza, 3,323. You know, I, I was thinking, well, Ming's always like a figurehead of the team. So mm-hmm. you, if Carlos had to play and one of them had to go, then you'd probably say, well, uh, probably Konza. But Konza's been uh, up to the level of, uh, you know, where he was when people would call him a Rolls Royce and talk about England. Very, very quietly gone about his work. Yeah, because uh, he hit, he had a bit of a shitty time, and the old England talk soon dropped by everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm I'm a old school person where I think certain players, certain, sorry, certain positions you need to prove it over a season or two. It's not just like five games, and then the local media's uh, starting a f- for England uh, crusade. But because Konza in that second season, it was like, yeah, yeah, Mister England is he? But this season. He's been Mr. Smooth, and the understanding with Mings had a good season under Smith, didn't yep. it? So the, the potential was always there, and now we're in a good position because uh, we've got a centre-back partnership that's purring, and it now has proper competition. And you, you know, in Conzi, you, you've got a guy who actually, you know, the, the stats don't lie, and he was the, the, the defender who was run past the least, and while some fans, they almost view him as a bit, sort of he's the unsexy option you know he doesn't get the credit he deserves really which I suppose is the epitome of being what I think of of him being underrated but the stats back up that he does the job for you really well it just doesn't get the credit it deserves and I think he's become a heck of a lot tidier on the ball since Emery's arrived and also sometimes he switches off uh, in terms of marking and stuff I mean occasionally that still happens but he's he's getting better I mean you know know, to this I I will blame him for letting Haaland score at Villa Park because Mings took him on and uh, went yeah did very well and it was it was unfortunate that there was that blemish that Haaland did score because you want to say well you know when Mings played against him he didn't score and after all that it was a bleeding tapping at the back post as well (laughs) Yeah, he and it was Konza's man on that uh, incident. But he's had a good season. But, uh, a but yeah, good considering season. where he was heading 
They were, it seemed to be downwards. He's turned that around. And another, I mean, there's a, there's a handful of players that have really blossomed. And it's quite exciting to to see what's happened to them because they're the players that you wanted them to be. And Konza is definitely in that camp and why I am saying underrated. Yeah, has to be underrated. Agreed. Okay. I can only think of that Holland one and he led Zaha score at Selhurst Park. That was the only two real mistakes he made. I think maybe he's learned yeah. from his mistakes as well. And that's good. Another one of Emery's kind of got into and refined and hopefully, you know, long may the improvement continue. You know, you hope he doesn't have a glass ceiling because he could be a, with a bit more improvement, he could be a heck of a player. Yeah. I mean, you know, centre-backs, it's, uh, you're on the line, so you're always going to uh, yeah. be culpable here and there. But those two have been a big reason why Villa are in Europe. Mings and Konza makes life easier for old Martinez as well. So Martinez just has to be sharp for that those one or two moments where we are breached, or when he has to pass the ball across the six yard box. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that has been like Mar- Martinez, uh, especially in the last few games. There's always been like that one mm. moment, and he's come out and uh, you know made that save where he's you know it's kind of what he did in the World Cup final. Uh, yeah. The, the, Raced the off one on the his last line. Day was a big save, wasn't it? Big, big yeah, save. Yeah, stayed alert. I looked the, um, the, the club put a little bit of a highlight reel back together. I forgot there was the save at Arsenal early in the season. Incredible tip over the bar. And then the save against Leeds is ridiculous. Where the ball gets flashed across, he just dives across, blocks it. Brilliant. But yeah, it's the saves that make give you the points or yeah. the ones that and then, yeah, the last uh, minute blocks the big. and moments like that. They're the ones that are as good as goals. Yeah. Right, that concludes Underrated. And overrated. Any uh, final words before we depart? Just the, the amount of absolute transformations, which is a is a cautionary tale to uh, keyboard happy fans in some respects. Don't necessarily write players off. Have patience mm. with some. I mean, you should have some kind of inkling of ability and know that sometimes it's the right mix, isn't it, of manager, of teammates, tactics that you truly blossom and I think at least we've got a uh, a manager who uh, I think he spends time to work out the player and the player's attributes and so far almost faultless uh, I mean there's any uh, if there's any riddles I don't know if he's going to bother to try to solve them but like Coutinho for example would be one yep. if he can get him to uh, some kind of upside then it's like well, hang on a minute <laughs> interesting I don't think he's going to do it if Olsen no <laughs> Probably not. Maybe Mon- Monchi coming back in the house. Uh, but, he, you know, he was crap for Romo when, when uh, Monchi signed. I said there. you wouldn't put it past Emery to give him a redemption moment. Yeah, I don't trust him, though. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm not wrong with goalkeepers, as I've proved previously with filler goalkeepers. Anyway. The best one being, what was his fucking name? Oh, oh Pereira at Yeovil, wasn't it? Pereira against Yeovil, where... Clean sheet. When I saw Save him, the I thought, still this, dreadful. he's not a goalkeeper. He's not a goalkeeper. That's the last time you'll ever see him. And then somebody on Twitter said to me, oh, negative, clean sheet, saved a penalty. What more do you want? Was well, somebody who's a goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> Never to be seen again. Yeah. See, stats aren't everything. You need your eyes. So we look forward to uh, next season. And especially the last six or so players, if they have a better season next season than this season, then I think we're going to be cooking on gas. Yeah, man. Right, thank you very much for listening. Hope you're enjoying the summer. And until next time, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye, goodbye. from them. Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.